you. God bless all of you for training and preparing our children, the next church. All right. <laughs> Please turn your Bibles over to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to be reading verses 9 to 15. If you have your Bible apps, just type it in. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 15. I, I'm glad you, bought, you brought your Bibles with you, uh, because that's the training that we're trying to do, bring the Bible. Um, but uh, our media team have the verses here on the screen for you guys. Uh, our Father in heaven... Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive the other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the songs that uh, prepared our hearts. We thank you for everyone that made themselves available to do the work that you called them to do. We thank you for bringing all your people here this evening in this building that you provided for us. We thank you for keeping us safe. Truly, you are powerful, you are loving, and you are merciful. Now, Lord God, as we worship you with this message, as we learn more about you, we pray for your Holy Spirit to reveal to us everything that you want us to accept, receive, and to know about us and about you. Forgive us, Lord, for all of our sins. Let nothing, Lord God, hinder you from speaking to us. Give us humble hearts and open minds. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Um, I entitled our message tonight, How to Pray, and we are still in our series, We've Got to Pray, just to make it today. <laughs> I'm the only one that really has that song in my mind. Huh? Um, last week we discussed, as Jesus revealed to us in the scriptures, on how not to pray before he actually showed us how to pray. Um, so God... Jesus is the true teacher, the better teacher than anybody, than anyone. All the good teachers, you put them together, they're nothing compared to Jesus. So last week, he told us, he showed us how not to pray. So tonight, with what we read, that's the model prayer. That's our Lord's prayer. For most of us who came from our old faith, we recite that prayer because we were told that that's the prayer. But that's actually a model prayer. A model prayer. Now, is the video ready once I... Okay, do you... The questionnaire is, do you know how to pray? Do you know how to pray the right way, church? Um, most of us, you know, we take pride in this, right? Christians, we're like, yeah, I know how to pray. I know how to write the right way to pray. But uh, I just want to share this, this uh, quick and funny video for us to be reminded if we really know how to pray. 
love this one over food. Sometimes we pray over food and ask God to make up for our bad choices when we eat. That's funny. <laughs> what is Lord, bless this food to the nourishment of our bodies. Lord, bless this bag of Cheetos. And this jumbo Dr. Pepper, Lord. Somehow make this nourish us in some way. I don't know how you're going to do it, Father, but we just trust in you now. Father, change the molecular structure of this food. This complete trash we're about to shove in our gullet. Change the Cheeto into a carrot stick on the way down. Spirit of low carb, rain down on me now! I pray a hedge of protection around my pancreas, Lord. Right now. Intervene. So again, the question, do you know how to pray the right way? Because some of us, most of us, unfortunately, we use prayer to get things, to get things from God. Mindless things. We say mindless things on, on because of our selfish ways and our selfish needs, our sinful desires. We use prayer as a device, a tool to obtain or to not get in trouble. We eat some, a junk food and we say, Lord, please bless this food. We already know our cholesterol is high. We love eating chicharron still or crispy pata. And then we say, Lord, may this keep me healthy. We know certain things that's going to bring us in trouble, but we use prayer in our relationship with God. We use God, for that matter, to maintain our sinful ways, not to grow in our relationship with Him. So here, Jesus asked us, Jesus has shown us how to pray. Because in Luke, we read Matthew, and that was many months before this Luke account here. These are two separate events. Okay, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Now, like I said, this passage we see here is in Luke. Is Some commentators say this is two years after the account in Matthew, the one that we just read in Jesus, on how Jesus told us how to do it. Now, as I was studying this, I was finding it strange that the... The fact that the, the disciples that were around Jesus, they've been around, they're always with him, but for some odd reason, why would they ask again on how, on how to pray? Why would they ask Jesus again to teach them how to pray? And you know what, I'm, my opinion is, unfortunately, some, at the, when they were in Matthew, in, in, which is um, during that time, maybe some of them were not listening. Right? Or maybe some have forgotten. Maybe some wanted to make sure that they are praying the right way in order for them to, able, to be able to accomplish whatever they're asking God of. Whatever their prayer request is, they want to make sure. Right? But whatever the reason may be, the unfortunate thing is, we may think we know something, especially about prayer, but time and time again, we find ourselves not doing the, right, doing the right thing. In our faith and in prayer, not praying the right way. So hopefully tonight, as we study this on how to pray, 
you'll be able to correct whatever error you've been doing in your prayer life or it'll affirm you if you're praying the correct way the right way you you'll be encouraged and and continue to do the right thing so like always i thought i'll be teaching the whole thing tonight but as as i was doing it i got stuck in the our father the our father part but just in case I lose you after 15 minutes, the whole thing that we read in Matthew and what Jesus taught us in Luke 11, this is the blueprint. This is the model prayer. This is how we are to structure our prayer life when we speak to God. The first part is worship. That's in verse 9. We worship God. When we say, Our Father in heaven, we are worshiping him. And that's, we're going to park there tonight, okay? Second part is reverence. Hallowed be your name. Holy are you. And then the three and four, there's a desire for God's kingdom and his will. Uh, you know, when he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We'll have different Sundays for that. And then five and six is petition for personal and spiritual needs. And then the last one is protection from temptation. Verse 13. Here is how God taught us how to construct our prayer. So look at that. Think about that. Re remind yourself, you know, visualize how you've been praying. Maybe record yourself at times when you're praying on your own. Record yourself and see if you are praying the right way as God has instructed you. Because our goal tonight is that you will learn how to pray in our, our whole series, actually. But uh, we're going to be breaking this down. So, let's begin with this one. Uh, worship God, being our Father, the worship part. This is then how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Um, some observations here. Um, like the Jewish people, bef uh, before Jesus' time, the way they taught people how to pray, it's always in plural. They're just not praying for themselves. It's actually always in for the many. That's why you see it here, our Father. Our Father in heaven. Um, the, other God, the other surprising thing here, though, is this is the first, this is one of the few times that God was referred to as a father. Because in the Old Testament, God addressed as a father was only mentioned 15 times. And it was never in the form of prayer. But, in, but then in the Sypnotic, Sypnotic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, there's Jesus, God has been addressed as a father 65 times. 65 times. And then 100 times in the Gospel of John. So something happened. There was a breakthrough. There was a breakthrough. The word father in, in the original language is pater. But the Hebrews use Aramaic, which is Abba. In our language, Papa or Daddy. So imagine how God told us to start with you, your first, if you're going to pray, you call him father. You call him dad. 
call him Papa, whatever it is, your term of endearment to your dad. That shows a real intimacy, a nearness that God is now offering to the people. Now, this is quite difficult for us, for those of us who have bad fathers here. Um, I see, I look around the room, there are a lot of good fathers in our church. Continue to do the good job, continue to keep it up, because the children are counting on you guys. But some of us, we don't have a good father, so we have a hard time embracing this truth about the Lord. But mind you, there are two things on how we say Father as God. Now, first part is God being the Father of all creation. That's in Genesis 1, 26-27, remember? When they said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, right? So that they will rule. So God created mankind. So he's God the Father, God the Creator. But he doesn't necessarily speak to, it doesn't necessarily mean that you belong to his family. But before that, here's Ephesians 3, 14-15, when Paul revealed to us that God being the Father the creator of even, even the angels. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. God is the Father of all my, mankind and everything that's been created for that matter. But He isn't the Father of all unless that person accepts God's gift of salvation through the person of Jesus Christ our Lord. Because God said in the Bible, in John 8, 44, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. The people that have not surrendered to the lordship of Jesus Christ are still in their sins, and they belong to the enemy. So yes, in regards to the creation, God created all things, including the angels. Now, he is the father creator. However, because the fall of Adam, like us in the past, we were not of the family of God. Hence, we couldn't call God Father. Hence, our prayers were not heard. See, the first part of the mother prayer is a reminder, is a reminder that only those who belong to him can actually speak to him. Isn't that amazing? Now here's the truth about Romans 5.12 right here about the sin of Adam. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. This is a review for most of us, but maybe it's new for some of us. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone. For everyone sinned. It's like COVID-19. You get one COVID and everybody gets COVID. Okay. Right? The sin brought from Adam. Now, everybody now, because of that sin, we belong before. If you still haven't surrendered your life to Jesus, your father is still of the devil. But us now, Christians, we belong to God the Father. So what's the big deal? Why the big emphasis, Pastor Joe? Because other than treasuring our adoption to God's family and having eternal life in the process, which is, I think, a big deal, 
belonging to God because of what Christ has done guarantees our prayers. Guarantees our prayers are being heard by God and will be responded by God because we belong to Him. He is our Father. So frankly, that alone is a big deal. What's an example of this? If you know someone very influential, if let's say you need money, you need this big loan, right? You need this big loan and, and for some odd reason, all these regular banks are just declining you. But you have this number. You know this person who has the money, who is capable to actually truly help you financially and get that money to purchase that property. Let's say you're buying a property. Because you are, let's say you are actually related to that person. He is your dad. <laughs> right? Which all the kids know, right? When time, when trouble comes, call daddy. They'll call, you, they'll call the dad and come and here comes the money, right? So now, not everybody can access that money if they're not your children. Or if, you, if that's not your dad, how, what makes you so sure that person is going to give it to you? But let's say you, because you have that intimate relationship with him, you could probably, they will probably give it to you because you have that connection. So that's the same with the prayer. Now, if, if we have to really make this sink in into our hearts, guys, because some of us, some of us, we think prayer is punishment. Yeah. When I talk about prayer, and then you guys hear the rebuke, and you guys start feeling, well, because well, I'm busy. What makes you think I have time to pray? You feel like I'm trying to punish you or discipline you. Well, all I'm saying is I'm trying to help you help yourself because God says that we are to ask so that we will receive. There's the big deal. The big deal is about prayer, belonging to God. Why? Look at this. In Psalm 66, 18, if I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. So everybody that doesn't belong to Jesus, that has not accepted Jesus as their Lord, they still have that sin against God. And all of their prayers are not being heard. So if you, again, you accepted Christ, all your prayers are being heard. Isaiah 1.15, when you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. And again in Isaiah 59, 1-2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, or His ear dull, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities, your sin, have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden His face from you, so that He does not hear. Right? And then again in John 9.31, the blind man that was, and then his, his sight was restored, his testimony in the temple. He said, we know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. What is God's will? God's will is that we receive Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. That's God's will. God's will is that we Christians share that gift to others. So that when they hear it, they too will belong to God the Father. So that they will be helped by God through their prayers. That's God's will. So when now when you, when you get down on your knees tonight, or when you, whenever you pray, there's really no posture, right? 
because when Jesus, the other thing, if you look at Matthew again, or in Luke, when Jesus said there, when you pray, whenever you pray, he didn't say at three o'clock in the afternoon, you should bow down, get down on your knees. At six o'clock in the morning, you should face southeast, get down on your knees. Now, there's no posture, there's no time. Jesus said, whenever you pray, you say, our Father. What does that mean? You recognize. You have to recognize who you belong to, to whom you belong to, to whom you're speaking with is the next part. You know, the, the, the word in heaven, hallowed be your name. But right, the first one, the first one, don't you find it very powerful? The first thing that he told us, you call him Papa. You call him Daddy. You call him Abba. He reminds us in the, in, in the model prayer, in the perfect way to pray, he reminds us to remind ourselves that we belong to Him. We belong to Him. It's just right that we speak to Him. It's just right. Now here in Romans 5, 18 and 19, everyone was going to be punished because Adam sinned. But because of the good thing that Christ has done, God accepts us and gives us the gift of life. Adam disobeyed God and caused many others to be sinners. But Jesus obeyed him and will make many people acceptable to God. Now we know this, right Christians? Somebody say amen. Yeah, we know it. We know it. But see, all of us who have surrendered, we know it. But God himself told us that when we pray, we should remember it. We should remember it. Because the only reason why we can actually call God our Father is because of what Christ has done. Because, so that's why, that's why prayer should change. Your prayer life on how you see your prayer life will have to change from just trying to obtain things from Him. Lord, give me a wife. Give me a husband. Give me success. Give me another client. Give me another closing. Give me health. And that's fine. That's where we ask it. But some of us, as we see the model prayer, right? The model prayer, you get to number seven right away. There is no recognition. There's not, not even the pleasantries. You know, when, when you speak to someone very important, don't you go through the pleasantries? If you don't, this is the right way to do it. You say, hello, good morning, how are you? You give them, you say their name, right? Everything's good with you? Oh, how, how's your weekend? You try to have those pleasantries and, 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 and respectful way to, to converse. Don't just say, hi, I need $10,000 from you. Right? And then the guy will say, oh, $10,000, that's it? That's all you need? No. They'll be like, what? Excuse me? I mean, yeah, I know. I, I know you know I have the money, but you're just going to come off like that? We find it very disrespectful. But you know, sometimes we jump in our prayers just like that. We say, oh, help me, Lord. You saw what my husband did again. You saw what my wife did again. Oh, Lord, help me. Lord, rescue me from this miserable life. I told you not to, but you too. <laughs> I told you not to. I don't want this guy, but this is the one that you gave me. You just jump into your knees right away. Yeah, you know, prayer, prayer, that is where we talk to Him. We speak to Him about our needs. But man, don't forget, don't forget that He is your, 
He's your father. And try to, try to meditate on that truth, on how you, be, how you were you even given the privilege to call him father, which is what Christ has done. You know, when we do it that way, when we put our minds and our hearts focused that way, you can see and decipher your prayers, your requests, you will just remove it. All of a sudden, you will realize, like, you know what? All these things that I'm about to ask God, they don't matter anymore. Why do I, why do I need another house? Why do I need another car? Why do I need to divorce my wife? Why do I need... You know, God will be the one to just, on that first line, Father. Because then you, uh, you understand, you are reminded of, of what you are and who God is. Is it trying to make something really deep? Well, not really. Because look at it. When God said, this is how you are to pray, His first line, Our Father. You say, Our Father. It reminds us again of our depravity without Christ and what Christ has done for us in order for us to be accepted by Him, in order for us to even say the line, the words, our Father. And then see, the first part, remember? Remember it says, worship. That our Father is worshiping Him. So prayer, we start our prayer with the knowledge, with the knowledge that we are worshiping God. Worshiping God. Now I used to belong, I used to be a Roman Catholic. And I say prayer feels like punishment to me because when I would confess my sins on Wednesday nights, I'm just saying Wednesday because what I would confess whenever I can, they will give you the punishment. <laughs> they say you pray 10 Our Fathers, 5 Glory Bees, and 25 Hail Marys because what you did is really wrong, Joe. I feel like it's a punishment. I'm like, all right, I need to get through this so I can be forgiven. So I would get through that prayer thinking that that is the prayer, but that is not the prayer, right? It's something you can recite. Sure, you can recite it, but that's not the prayer. That's the way to pray. But I would say that prayer really quick. Our Father in heaven, holy be your name. Because I have like 15 to go. So there's, there's mindless, there's no point of even saying it. Now the question, why does it matter? Why does it matter? It matters because this. In Matthew 7, 9, 11, God again presents himself as a father in a family. He says here, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Again, another time where God the Father presents himself as a loving Father in a paternal way. Now, I said it earlier, unfortunately we do treat prayer only as means to obtain something from a powerful being, a powerful being, like a genie in the bottle. But see, God is a powerful being. 
And he does have the power, the capability to give us everything that we ask for. But he just doesn't do that for anybody, but for those who belong to him. Those whom he have adopted in his family through the sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Now we think that we just need to say the right things and then boom. It's like saying, Abdakadabra, sis boomba. Boom. Here we go. I said the right magic words. And then we get it. But God, the creator of the universe, called us to be a part of his family. If he is our father, then we should know that he is a good father. He is a good father. If you think God is a God that punishes you only, and you see his punishment just as because he's mean, you don't know who God is. Now the difficulty, the challenge in seeing the blessing in God, being the father, is because we have no idea of what a good father is. Most of us, at least, for most of us. But here in this scripture here, God tells us that even the best dad here, even if you meet or if you have or you become the best dad, your goodness is nothing compared to God's goodness. You know, I want to share, I've shared this before, but I really find this very um, encouraging to be kind of like this dad to my children. Uh, remember, um, this is in 1989, an 8.2 earthquake almost flattened Armenia, killing over 30,000 people in less than four minutes. If you've been in an earthquake, you know what I'm talking about. An 8.2? Man, I was in a 7.3, 7 I believe, in Baguio. Well, it's hard to imagine the anguish, the pain, and the suffering that began in those four brief minutes of time. In the twinkling of an eye, worlds were shaken and lives were crushed. Surprisingly, such tragedies often bring out the best in people. Now, at least they provide a wide open window to peek at the contents of each heart. Here's an example of a good father for us. In the midst of chaos and destruction, he rushed to his son's school. But instead of a school, he found a shapeless heap of rubble. Imagine what went through this father's mind. What would have gone through your mind? Perhaps shock would have crippled you as it did the other parents who were walking around dazed, clutching at their hearts and calling out their child's name. But in the case of this father, the sight of rubble and ruin only made him spring into action. He ran to the back corner of the building where his son's class used to be and began to dig. Why? What real hope did he have? What were the chance, chances that his son could have survived such destruction? All he knew was that he had, a, he had made a promise to always be there for his boy. It was this promise that animated his hands and motivated his heart. As he began to dig, well-meaning parents tried to pull him out of the rubble and telling him, it's too late, they're dead, you can't help, just go home. There's nothing that you can do. 
Then the fire chief tried to pull him off the rubble by saying, fires and explosions are happening everywhere. You're in danger. Go home. Finally, the police came and said, you're angry, you're distraught, but it's over. You're endangering yourself and others. Go home. We'll handle it. But the dad, he continued, he continued to dig for 12, for 24, for 36 hours. This is a true story, guys. Then in the 38th hour, he pulled back a boulder and heard his son's voice. Immediately he screamed, Armand! Back came the words, Dad! Dad! I told them, I told the other kids that if you were still alive, you'd save me. You promised me you'd always be here for me. You did it, Dad. Um. A determined father, a promise kept, and a stone rolled away to reveal life and give freedom. The story of Armand's dad reminds me of the events of that of the first Easter, when the Heavenly Father kept a greater promise by rolling away a much more difficult stone. With the rolling away of that stone came eternal life, and true lasting freedom in Christ. You know what? Our Heavenly Father is still in the business of rolling stones away. Amen? And our Heavenly Father promised us this. In Deuteronomy 31, 8, it reads, The Lord Himself goes before you, and He will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. This is why knowing who our God is matters so much. In this church, our, our, our motto, the first part is to know Christ. Knowing who Jesus is points us on, to know on how good our Father is. Because unlike the fathers we probably had, our God the Father will never leave us nor forsake us. He is going to be with us. In that time of trouble, He is with you. In that time of heartache, He is with you. Whatever it may be that brought you to that prayer, God, at that moment, He is with you. And He is giving you what you need. No more time for loneliness because He's with you. No more time of heartaches because He knows your pain. And he is closer to the broke, he is nearer to the brokenhearted. So now when you go to prayer and you say the words, Our Father, hopefully those just those two lines, that, that one line, be knowing that he is your father, completes your prayer right away. You know, when your Christianity becomes less about the world or what you can get from God and becomes more about God. Having God, when that happens, you will have a breakthrough. You will have a breakthrough in your life. You will have a breakthrough in your marriage. You will have a breakthrough in your spiritual life. But until He becomes your all, all these things will still bother you. And your prayer life will still not be very powerful for you. 
You see, in Romans 8.32, it reads here, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he, God, not also along with him, Jesus, graciously gives us all things? That's how good our God is. Amen? Amen. Remember, there's a verse in the Bible that says, even before you say it, God already knows it. Right? So when you come to your prayer and you say, Father, and you just recognize that truth about that, it completes it. It completes your whole prayer. Let me close with this. Knowing that our Father, the creator of all things, He is powerful. He created all things. That should give our prayer time a lot more significance because we have the, quote-unquote, we have the most powerful person on the line. <laughs> right? You have the most powerful person on the line, and he's just waiting there on the phone for you to talk to him. Through the gift of prayer, you have the most powerful being waiting for you to ask, waiting for you to spend time with him. Because of our relationship with him, through prayer, you have that. Look at your prayer life in that manner this time. Not just to get, get things. Oh man, I need a promotion. Let me pray. Oh, I, need, I want another baby. Let me pray. I need a bigger house. Let me pray. No, you know, let's, let's just go to prayer because you want to be with God. Talk to God and open it up with Daddy. Dad, I need your help. And I know you already know what I need. But please help me ask for it because I'm too proud. I'm too proud to even ask for help. Once you realize this, that your first part of your prayer is worship, there's going to be a breakthrough in your prayer. You want to worship God? Nobody? Okay. You want to worship God here? Okay, a couple. Yes. If you want to worship God, pray. You pray and you say, Father, there, you've worshiped God in prayer. Just by calling him Father, you've worshiped him. Amen? Again, because look, the blueprint is first verse, verse 9 says, Our Father. And that's the form of worship. Form of worship. That is our message this evening. Thank you very much for your patience. I hope that um, you will go to prayer and you will see prayer as being in a conversation with the Father that actually sought you and chose you and continues to fight for you and continues to want you. Spend time with me. Speak to me. Are you lonely? Because you're making everybody else more important than me. Spend time with me. Are you feeling unloved? Because you've forgotten my love for you. Realize my love for you. You think you need something else? Because you've lost sight. You only need me. Amen? Let's close in prayer. Thank you very much for your patience. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for the truth that we can call you Father. As simple as those lines are, Father God, we realize how heavy that truth is. You made it possible for us to be able to call you that, for us to be adopted into your family. You made it possible, Lord God, because if we didn't belong to you, our prayers will be in vain. 
So knowing that we belong to you, knowing that we belong to you because you made it possible, we know that any and all of our prayers will be heard by you. And if it is according to your will, you will answer our prayers and you will meet our needs. Because you are good. You are good. You will give us everything that we need and, and then some. Forgive us for the times that we've made prayer and you and our relationship with you about just making it about obtaining things. We treated you like an ATM. Forgive us, Father. Help us now, Lord God, to develop a heart and a mind with the knowledge and a heart full of worship, embracing the truth that we belong to you. All these things we ask in your Son's sweet and mighty name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. 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 Let's